0: A little bit because we, we are going to talk about things that maybe the world idolizes. Elmer kind of hit on some things today, which I, I cannot tell y'all how grateful I am that we don't do a meeting really about Sunday morning. Some churches do that. We really let the Holy Spirit guide, and we sang some songs today that was like, this is perfect for what the Lord wants to do. And having, you have no idea how great it was that we had Yosef uh, uh, and Elmer share today um, because some places were going. God's just confirming. So, all right, I love that you're already believing for the testimony, um, and I have, I've only told you half of it. Um, so, talking about idols and worship, there's a, a story that I've told a few times in youth, but I don't think I've ever told it in here, but we used to go to Christ for the Nations. Anybody familiar with Christ for the Nations? I know we have a few grads in here, yeah, and we go to YFN camp. Anybody go to YFN with me? Um, yeah, yeah, you did. Um, we had a lot of fun, um, and we just kept coming back. But we had a tradition, not on purpose, but we had a tradition every time we would show up on our week at In, even though it was end of June, um, early July, we would go to this camp, and it would always rain our first day. Like, I remember one day our boys wanted to go to the pool, and then from nowhere they just get torrential round, downpour, and they're like, pool's closed, okay? But this tradition, I believe, started 2014, 2015. It was first or second time we'd ever been. And we go to the evening service, because you know you check in like from noon to three, they feed you dinner, and then they cram you in. And, and if you've never been to Christ for the Nations, they have this huge sanctuary, fits 2,000-plus maybe. And so you can imagine the lights and sound when it's youth camp. Um, I was born an old man, so every year I learned, go to the bathroom and get toilet paper and stick it in my ears, and I could hear just fine. Um, You have no idea the just bass resonating through there and the amount of lights, oh my God, Um, and it was just, but we kept going back because the worship was powerful. The messages were were godly, kingdom-based ones, and they affected uh, our lives. And so that first night, we're in there. The first night, they really get you amped up, okay? So you just got to imagine, you've probably been to rock concerts that are more tame than this. Uh, I'm not kidding. They had a thing called DJ Dino. There's a guy in an inflatable dinosaur T-Rex suit, and he would come out, and they would just play like, you know, like super bass-heavy, you know, Like techno music, whoa, DJ Dino, and all the kids up front. Ah, they would roar. Get it? Um, so and so DJ Dino comes out, and then they've got like 18 dancers all come out, and honestly, they put on this phenomenal dance thing, and they're just loud and noise and boom and pow. And if you have grandkids, you would have been running out the back door. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so but I'm telling you, the energy was insane, and then the lights went out. And they had a few surprises here and there with things changed, music changed, the tone shifted, and the lights went out. Now, we didn't know it at the time, but it was thundering and lightning outside so hard, we were in a blackout. But we didn't know in the room. All of a sudden, we just get this moment of a breather. And so it it went for a short enough amount of time, we didn't know, is this part of it or not? Well, they had this cool stage, and Kelsey said, I'm not supposed to run down this way, so I'm going to run down this way. Um, So the stage went out, and so they could actually come out to about this far amongst the crowd, okay? Don't worry, I'm coming back. Um, So lights are out. We don't know what to do, but the kids are still just, yeah, you know? But eventually it kind of dies down. And then we start seeing right where I was just standing, um, little lights come on. And so there's probably five interns, all in black, pointing flashlights up, and there's one guy with the guitar and one girl with just her. And the guy strums the guitar, acoustic, obviously, we didn't know, power's out. And he plays, and she sings, I'm coming back
1: to the heart of worship, where it's all about It's all about you, dear. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made. It's all about you. It's all about you. It happened like seven years ago, but you can still feel the power on it, can't you? The guy in charge of the camp, his name's J.C. Jennings. He, He stopped
0: running it years and years ago. But he did, uh, did a phenomenal job. And I'm not knocking on YFN at all. We would always go, I'm, I'm guilty of this sin too, and we're, we're going to talk about this. But she leads us in that worship. It's some of the most precious time of worship I've ever had in my life.
1: 2,000 people. We didn't need the lights. We didn't need the sound. We just needed to sing it's all about you, Jesus. Amen? And JC gets up. And he tells us candidly, y'all don't know, but a storm just knocked out our power. (laughs) In fact,
0: it ruined, they had this big tower they kept outside. I think I'm good. Uh, They had this big tower they kept outside uh, for these nation games for the kids. Just imagine youth games on steroids, then multiply it again. Um, Face paint, everything. They had a helicopter fly one time and drop a piano or something like that. It was crazy. Um, So they had this, Yeah. (laughs) Um, you can YouTube it. But they had this big tower. Their tower, their games tower, got struck by lightning and fell over. <laughs> so basically, we come into camp and we're ready for boom, pow. And I'm not saying boom, pow is bow, bad, but JC gets up and he hits it exactly right
1: and says, you know, maybe we got a little caught up in the bells and whistles. And whether God sent the storm or not, Here's what we're going to do. We're going to recognize you don't need the bells and whistles to be with him. So, not permission to tune out, but I've pretty much in one story given you
0: where we're going. Um, We're going to explore different kind of pathways. Um, And and I I warned you, this was one where I really, are you sure you want me to do this, God? And and it's because it's been coming up, and I'm going to tell a story about How even uh, just an unexpected place on a road trip with Bethany, just something came came up. Tom Ray keeps handing me really good books that um, get my heart stirred up on this. Um, And so I needed to be be able to approach this with God's perspective and not any sort of bitterness or revenge or or anything from Chris. And so um, my poor family did not see me much yesterday um, because I really had to get into that place. So thank you, wife and kids. So... Um, also, thanks Noah Webster Because I'm going to use the dictionary On a few things So uh, there's two types of idols That uh, we just have to watch out for And knock over in our lives um, The first one Dictionary definition is just a false image So that's the idea of distraction Alright, so that's the shiny Right, it's, um How much Fortnite can you play, kid um, <laughs> Alright, none of you have teenagers Okay um, That's The idea of, as C.S. Lewis put it, we shall always have an excuse to never be about the work God gives us. We shall always be getting sick or mending, falling in love, getting our heart broken, uh, finding a job, losing work, worried about the news, all these things. And if we should like, we shall always have a very fine distraction to keep us from what God's put in front of us. So that's the shiny. all right? The other one, listen to this definition of idol that I pulled
1: right out of my dictionary. An ideal that causes errors in thinking or reasoning. Whoa. Here's uh, here's my kind of spin on it that I want to explore today. It's any idea
0: that wasn't from God that you prioritize over God.
1: Any idea that wasn't from God that you prioritize over God? So... Let's start with something really good here, okay? Because you might think I'm, I'm going to go like
0: nine-point thing of here's what you got in every saying. Let's start with just number one, keep God at the center. Don't worry about the distractions. Just do like Christian in Pilgrim's Progress. When everybody's saying don't, just plug your ears and say life, life, eternal life and keep moving. Keep that pathway in your focus, all right? Um, and talking about it's one thing, but when I was uh, just praying on this, I just felt the Lord stir
1: this. You want to keep God the center? Do this whenever you have a chance. Come Holy Spirit. Fill this place, encounter us. Never miss the opportunity to just thank the Lord. Never miss the opportunity to invite him into a situation. Yes, God. There was a, a study done many years ago, I'm shocked that they didn't get my
0: wife to participate but it proved her right. It was um, most people when they experience something new, even though I hate spoilers, um, that if they know how something ends, they, they're actually more uh, prone to enjoy it the first time. It's the reason the website exists, does die.com. And that's so where you can go and look up to make sure that the dog doesn't die in the movie or the book. Um, anybody else like that? That's very much Bethany. Okay, all right. Handful of you in here. Um, so you can find these things out for yourself, all right? So in that vein, those of you who just raise your hands or this is important to you, because I'm going to read out of Ezekiel and some hard stuff from Ezekiel. And Ezekiel 8.3 is really um, uh, a verse that really got me stirred on this whole thing. But let's go to the end of Ezekiel because it's, it's a tough, tough read in some points. But the end of Ezekiel says this. This is um, chapter 48. Yeah. Chapter 48 and 35. And I didn't give them this verse, so uh, my bad. So it's talking about the gate to the city, and this says the distance all around will be 18,000 cubits, but I really want to focus on this part, and the name of that city from that time on will be, the Lord is there. That's a good name for a city. Come on. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll take it. Um, I, I'm pretty sure San Marcos translates to Saint Mark, but it could be the Lord is there, mi espanol es so lo siento. Um. <laughs> So that's, that is the goal, right, is if we push things out of the way and make sure that there's always room for the Lord, then we will dwell in places that the name of them will be, the Lord is there. Who would like to dwell there? Cool. All right. So, but we have to, um, we, we got to go back and read out of Ezekiel 8, and I'm going to start in verse 3. He stretched out what looked like a hand and took me by the hair of my head. I love that. (laughs) The Spirit lifted me up between earth and heaven and in visions of God. He took me to Jerusalem, to the entrance of the north gate of the inner court.
1: Listen to this part. Where the idol that provokes to jealousy stood. Idol that provokes to jealousy stood. Now, I don't claim to, there, there are finer teachers
0: that get up here um, and, and share with us, um, I didn't go to seminary and I'm not an, also not an expert in some of the things that we, we're going to discuss a little later, but I am going to tell you that I love Jesus with everything and I do my best to listen and obey, and so he walked me through just some of this stuff and... Really, it felt, I did not, um, fortunately I kept this, um, but it felt a little emotionally like God just being like, you're going to talk about this <laughs> and I want you to face these things because you need to know. And it really became apparent it's not just about um, maybe some distractions in the, in the world because if you read this, it's really about the distractions hidden in the walls of the temple, about the perversions that man brought in. So you may be in here right now and be like, well, I've got a lot of stuff figured out. And it's like, no, no, no. There's a reason Jesus came in, made a whip, and said, you money changers, you've got to go. Right? There are things that are not welcome in the church. And so a, a little later, you might mistake, for me, mis- mistake me for talking about politics. I'm not. I'm talking about if God
1: is not at the center, then the pathways that man makes and just how broken those are. So, let's keep reading. 4 says, so it's, we just talked about the idol
0: that provokes the jealousy. And there before me was the glory of God of Israel, as in the vision I had seen in the plain. And he said to me, Son of man, look toward the north. So I looked, and in the entrance north, gate, north of the gate of the altar, I saw this idol of jealousy. And he said to me, Son of man, do you see what they are doing? The utterly detestable things the Israelites are doing here things that will drive me far from my sanctuary. I could stop right there. That is not a place I want to be. That is not a, a mission of this house at all. If there's something that's driving God from the sanctuary, he says, hey, you guys didn't really leave room for Jesus. Um, you know, it's
1: like a high school dance. Um, <laughs> um, some of you are still getting that. If we're not, if we're not making him the focal point, If we're not saying, if we're not saying it's all about you, Jesus, sorry, Lord, for the thing, I made it. I don't want to do things that will drive him from the sanctuary. I'm not interested in a social club that supposes, ah, God might be out there, who knows. Um, But you will see things that are even
0: more detestable. Uh Uh-oh. Seven, then he brought me to the entrance to the court. I looked and I saw a hole in the wall. said to me, son of man, now dig into the wall. So I dug into the wall and saw a doorway there. said to me, go and see in the wicked and detestable things they are doing in there. So I went in and looked and I saw portrayed all over the walls, all kinds of crawling things and unclean animals and the idols of Israel. Eleven, he gets into just kind of some specific names and
1: things. And he he starts talking about, um, in 12, it says, each at the shrine of his own idol. Now, remember, where we're aiming to go, right, is a city, a place, a people, your house. The Lord is there.
0: Amen? Come on. Pray it over your car. (laughs) Right? Taylor Swift got it. Was it Taylor Swift? Jesus, take the wheel? I don't know.
1: (laughs) Carrie Underwood. Yeah, clearly I'm I'm that hip dad that knows things. Okay. 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 I think we got enough from that one. But talking about keeping God at the center,
0: because that's still the point I'm on. We haven't, we haven't moved on to point number two yet. Keeping God at the center. Well, we know what it can do there in the temple, right? We know what it can look like in the church. We know what happens when missions God didn't set us on become our priority. Um, that's dangerous water. And the, the more of you you do or more of that you do the more god says eh, you're not really asking for me so keeping god in the center but it's hard to talk about i I've, I've, have struggled about talking about this one because really it's just come holy spirit jesus be in this place tell the testimony it's kind of about kind of like talking about your favorite song why would you tell somebody like this is my favorite song let me tell you all the lyrics and hum the beat for you just play the thing right the disciples started getting it and was like, I could tell this person about Jesus, or it could be
1: like, it'd be like Andrew, right? I'm like, you haven't met Jesus? Well, just come meet Jesus, right? And the fruit that comes from that, and that's, that's something we're going to get to in a little bit, but the fruit that comes
0: from that, the joy that comes, righteousness, peace and joy are ours because we're, we are keeping him at the center. We are living through his kingdom, amen? Cool. Okay, number two is a bit of a doozy, but it's false idols and the pain they cause, all right? So you've been really good. You're going to do great, right? Turn to your neighbors, say, you're going to do great. Okay, so, um, so uh, honestly, uh, this, this comedian, um, he, he nailed it. So there's no better way for, for me to share just um, it, it, this is a genius bit. Um, And I I want you to watch this, and I I seriously hope you enjoy it. It's two, well, it's actually two, 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 um, it's two minutes and 22 seconds. Um, But it's what can happen when we get on these, when we find ourselves with an idol or an idea that wasn't from God and we prioritize that, or we have an ideal that
1: causes errors in our thinking or reasoning, okay, and what that can lead to, all right? So y'all enjoy this clip. All right. That's why I love comedians is they just take the thing that's right in front of your face and then you don't even
0: um, you go, why didn't I think about that? Um, so, all right. So, um, yeah, I love Norm there. Sharon's like, I'm not even going to dignify this guy with a name, but I think you know who I'm talking about.
1: So, there are ideals that unfortunately lead people to pathways of death. And I, I looked up as far as worship goes. Worship, one definition is devotion for a deity. And so when we talk
0: about, it, it's actually you know when we say worship, probably most people, especially in the Western world, when you say worship, they're thinking what this is right here, right? But worship is actually, it goes deeper than that. It's like Timothy said, it's the words that you are saying that there is meaning behind that of. Your way is better.
1: Amen? Okay. So pursuing him in that, that is that worship. And so there is, um,
0: Tom Ray gave me this great book. It's called Reflections on the Existence of God by Richard E. Simmons III. Um, If you're a third, you better be a really brilliant writer. Um, Fortunately, he is. Um, I just feel like there's, you know caveat to that,
1: but he's fantastic, and he really gets into these bite-sized things that come up, so,
0: you know, I think Ravi Zacharias said, I've never done a, a public speaking event where somebody hasn't asked the question, um, if God exists, then why is there still evil in the world, right, and so he really tackles things like that, where people struggle With the idea of God or morality and things like that. And it's wonderful, but one of the things he starts off of, and Clint actually hit this not too long ago, is man was made in the image of God, so therefore
1: we all have dignity. Amen? Are you deserving of dignity? The answer is yes, (laughs) you are. But there is a place where. where there's so many different ideals, and Tom could talk about this better than I, I could, with so many different ideals where people get away from God and get hung up on these ideals, and sometimes it's it's all about, well, look what I can do, or different problems. And the deeper I go into this, the more books I read that Tom gives
0: me, the more. Uh, the more time I spend in our leadership class or sociology class, the more I realize um, that there was one particular idea that I think has really harmed us, um, and it, and you know it was never anything I liked, anyways. Never anything I agreed with, anyways. And it's a lot of stuff that Darwin wrote. And I learned this week. I didn't know this. Um, old books used to have big, big names. Did you know that the origin of species is not the name, the full name of the book that he wrote? Listen to this. The origin of species by means of natural selection, or, or, oh boy, you're not ready for this. The preservation of
1: favored races and the struggle for life. Oh, what? <laughs> um,
0: I don't even want to do him the dignity of reading some of the quotes and things that this guy pulls from there, but you can pick this book up. I'll ha- happily show it to you. But essentially, Darwin gets into some stuff about, yeah, they're basically there are people who are just born better. And guess what crazy little guy that Norm just brought up liked that idea?
1: And you know what? Um, we know uh, Darwin clearly, um, clearly from things I've read in here, Darwin was favoring certain
0: skin colors, favoring certain people, certain regions, and we know Hitler did that. And that's why I started crying. when i We didn't plan this at all, but my wife was hearing from the Lord, I just want to say this um, to two guys that are long gone, praise the Lord, but to Darwin and Hitler, if there are people, or if there are anything like that, I don't agree with them at all, but having, I don't know if you noticed today, but... Uh, Elmer is black, and Yosef is Jewish, and those are two of the most beautiful men I know. Amen? <laughs> but they, they got off of this godless thing of we come from soup, and we just grow, and some of us grow from the soup better than others, and that is not true. We are made in the image of God. And so we all deserve dignity, and we put it, that's why, look, I'm not saying that we're 100% perfect in the USA, but I am saying it's pretty amazing to say in our Pledge of Allegiance, one nation under God, or to say that all men are created equal, amen? I don't know about you, but I, I had my, I'll say it, my Ron Swanson moment. We said the Declaration of Independence the other day with Tim in here. I cried. What? I was like, man, God bless America, man. Uh
1: because there were people trying to preach this idea that it wouldn't have happened to put Yosef and Elmer up here.
0: We were trying to cut out part of what God said. No, 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 these are all my children and what they're bringing is powerful and good. And then Elmer's like, let me give me a, somebody, I need a hug from somebody. I'm like,
1: oh my God, thank you for these confirmations.
0: <laughs> I'm going to tackle you later. Uh, so you've got this This false notion that Darwin passes to
1: people like Hitler and Marx and Mao and these, these broken ideals. And, and so
0: I told you I'd tell you a story that, whew, just got me worked up on this. Bethany and I took a road trip, um, got to see uh, Ian Anderson get married. Yeah, way to go, Carl and Elaine. Got to see, if you've never been to Crater Lake National Park, I cannot recommend it higher. It's incredible. Um, Also, you're 6,000 feet feet up, so I can't recommend it higher. Um, But we're driving the road trip, and my wife, she must have been tired, dehydrated, all these, because she asked me a question that let me talk. Don't ask me a question about history unless you got an hour and a half. I warn you as my friends, okay? But she was ready. It wasted time, though. Yeah, we spent a lot of time in the car. And so she... um, God bless homeschool co ops, but maybe Bethany didn't get all the pieces of history. Um, there are things that I've. S- <laughs> she should have gone to Hill Country Christian School. We're taking applications for the fall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I hope your parents don't watch this.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, but she said, you know, one thing I don't know, and, and actually I think was part of this inspired, we got to go to Charleston, South Carolina, and see um, some of the forts that are there. Incredible. And so she said, you know, I don't really know much of the history of, you know, the United States in warfare, right? She said, I know about World War II and the revolution and everything, but I know there are other ones. And she, you know, she said to me, like, you always talk about, like, Korea is one always people forget, And I said, yeah, definitely. People forget that, you know, what, about six years after World War II, some of those guys went right back in to Korea. Korea. Um, And so I'm walking her through that, and we're talking about it, and we start to get to, well, how are some of these things
1: sparked? And it really comes down to ideals. And, like, listen to, I I am going to read just one quick quote um, from from Hitler, listen to this, Hitler said Christianity is a rebellion against natural law, a protest against nature. These ideals that, yeah, Hitler's looking for a man to give
0: us a solution to our problems, and that was the problem right there. He was denying the existence of God because you cannot fix natural problems um, um, with natural means. You need supernatural solutions. And so we started talking about these ideals that led these people to kill their own people, to starve people, to do atrocities that are unspeakable. And she, I, I, I said, well, then there was, uh, there was Korea, and that's where North Korea invaded South, and they had support from the, um, from the USSR and from China and, and these communist ideals. And, and I, we talked a bit about the Cold War, and I said, vietnam and she says well what happened to vietnam well that's where uh, these communist ideals caused them to kill their own people and so <laughs> i watched my wife start weeping because she did not know these histories of people like pol pot of
1: people like stalin and what they did because they got hung up on these ideas these idols yeah, I, I remember years and years ago tim said something about um you know, Jesus is worth dying for, for sure. But he's also worth living for. And these, these atrocities that men do, things that stay in history, These spirits of the age, they, um, a lot of times those leaders, <clears throat> they make other people die for it. God died for his. A lot of times, leaders don't say, I'll step out first. I remember watching 300 years and years ago,
0: and a friend of mine was like, wouldn't that be cool if the president went out and fought first, too? (laughs) I was like, well, I don't know if he's qualified, but I do like the idea of, you know, King Leonidas going first. So um, I don't want to just leave you on a down note, okay? We're finishing up point number two. Um, through this, if you never read, I, I read, uh, read this a few years ago, if you never read Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, incredible book. Um, Victor Frankl um, was a brilliant guy, a Jewish guy, that was put in concentration camps and lived a long life afterward and was willing to write about it and talk about his journey. Um, wrote more than one book, but Man's Search for Meaning is, is his most famous.
1: And so I want to give you Uh, Two quotes from Viktor Frankl. Here's the first one. I became acquainted with the last
0: stage of the corruption in my second concentration camp. Let that sink in. My second concentration camp. He lived through two. Auschwitz. He went to the worst one. The gas chambers were the ultimate consequence of of the theory that man is nothing but the product of heredity and environment. Or as the Nazis like to say, blood and soil. I am absolutely convinced that the gas chambers of Auschwitz, Treblinka, and Madonnick were ultimately prepared not in some ministry or other in Berlin,
1: but rather at the desks and lecture halls of nihilistic scientists and philosophers. Thank God for men like Martin Luther, well-educated men like Martin Luther King Jr., these brilliant, for C.S. Lewis,
0: these brilliant orators and speakers and lecturers that would stand up
1: and say, we are not just machines. We are not just inputs of data. There is more to mankind than that. Um, Victor Frankl also, oh man, this one gets me. Remember his story, and now listen to this quote. I do not forget any good deed done to me, and I do not carry a grudge for a bad one. He's saying, I forgive you for believing the lies of men. I forgive you for not embracing the truth of God. I forgive you for the things that you did. Now, I'm a Firm believer, I'm a, I'm a school principal. I'm a firm believer. Consequences have to come. <laughs> but forgiveness needs to be there as well. And so those, those are the depths. Y'all did amazing. I'm so proud of you.
0: Because um, we're done with number two. Breathe a sigh of relief. Turn to somebody and say, good job. <laughs> good job. Okay, because we know that those... Those things happen. Now, this one might sound scary. I promise you it's not. My last point of this is called the sacrifice, the reward, and we'll see if we can get out of here early. The sacrifice, the reward. Let's look at the definition of jealousy to help us figure this out. One definition of jealousy, careful in keeping or guarding. I think that's the way he looks at us and a way we ought to look at him, right? But listen to this, requiring exclusive loyalty. Jealous is requiring exclusive loyalty. That really helps when it talks about God as a jealous God, right? Is he does. Thou shalt have no other gods over me, right? That's, you familiar with the Ten Commandments? They're pretty great. Um,
1: uh, Mel Brooks dropped one, but you know. Um, so, yeah. Um, and, and I want to say this,
0: going back to Ezekiel, right, because we talked about um, Ezekiel and the problems even stirring up in the temple, right, even stirring up um, amongst his own people. Um, again, singing today is like, take down those walls, right? That is like something I was literally seeing this week because it talks about digging in the wall, taking out those things. Um, and so the church has to remove, yes, the planks from its own eye, but I think in some places, we have to say, ah, we might have built this one off a not-God idea. Does that make sense? We might have gotten, the church might have gotten involved in something, and I'm not saying that we as people, as we as citizens, we need to be responsible citizens, okay? I'm saying all that, but I'm saying that this place, first and foremost, is to exalt the Creator, right? Um, So we cannot prioritize things over that. And as um, the screw tape letters say, uh, I'm going to paraphrase here, but the devil doesn't care what cycle he gets you in. He doesn't care if you commit yourself to something like those guys I read from earlier, if you commit to that, or if um, if your idol is a sports team, a television, a cell phone. The devil doesn't care, just as long as he gets you in a cycle. Just as long as he can have an idol that will distract you from what God is doing in your life. That's his goal. So whether it takes, and I'm breaking it into two simple groups, whether it's these ideals or if it's just the shiny things. And there's no denying it here, particularly in the United States, we've got a lot of distractions. You have a lot of opportunities to be distracted. So I can't give you every solution to this. I can only challenge you to pursue this, but I can tell you where it starts. We got it right in Sunday school. The answer is Jesus. You want to deal with those planks and those things? Stay close to Jesus, and he'll eventually one day be like, mm, I love it in this temple, but now I'm going to make a whip and chase this thing out of your life, Chris. You're like, ow, that hurts. Um, <laughs> who's ever been undone in the presence of the Lord? Who's ever been challenged by the Holy Spirit? Yeah. <laughs>
1: More times than I care to admit. Right there. Oh! (laughs) So for the, I'll give you a few quick things that I really prayed on this week.
0: One is from the the shiny things in particular. Sacrifice, it means our time. When we get to heaven, we won't be limited by time in our worship to him. Amen? Here, we actually have to give the sacrifice of the time, which means probably skipping something. Um, he did it to me the other night. I had to skip sleeping for an hour. Um, <laughs> woke me up. Write this down. praise this prayer. Yes, sir. Um, but I, uh, let me pull from a natural story in case anybody in here is new at this or, you know, it seems like I'm speaking some wild stuff up here. Um, there's an author I really like. He's from Austin. Um, he started as a, a dirt poor film critic. rose his way up, and actually he was a co-writer on uh, the Last Doctor Strange movie, Um, if you know the Marvel movies. Clearly I do. You can look at my face and say he likes comics. Um, But um, this guy's a brilliant writer, and I heard an interview with him, and he said something that really shook me. Um, They said, tell us one of the things that really helped you in the early days that nobody ever noticed, something that you had to do to earn your way here, where now he's probably making six figures a book or a Script write, right, right. Um, and he said, "Oh, that's an easy one. All my friends would hang out on Friday nights. I had to stop going because I worked Monday to Friday, and then on Friday night I would write late into the night, sleep on Saturday, edit on Saturday, and rest on Sunday. So he achieved it. So if you've ever found yourself be like, man, I really want to be able to prophesy like that. Man, I want to pray for more healing. Man, I want to see some salvations. Lord's going, you might have to skip something." You might have to cut something out to make room for me in that. And look, I'm not saying that I love fellowship. I'm, I was making a fool of myself yelling at the fireworks the other night. I had a blast. Get it? Um, <laughs> do those things. I'm not saying skip time with your friends on Friday night. I'm just saying that there may be a place
1: where less of that and more of him is necessary. Fair? Um. As far as the ideals,
0: you've got to humble yourself and realize how big Papa God is, that he is king, and that he is a lion, and sometimes he don't mess around. And so you want to talk about not going down wayward paths or ideals that lead to death and destruction. I think one of the ways that we um, ground ourselves in that is he made me, and it's his way, or, well, ACDC, a highway to hell. (laughs) Um, I better follow his path. Um, And actually, it talks about there in Ezekiel, the writing
1: kit and having the mark, um, bearing a mark. Um, But our reward. We could talk about treasure all day. We could talk about peace all day,
0: finances all day, testimonies all day. But if you've really encountered Jesus, you know the greatest reward is
1: him. The greatest reward is relationship with him. And if my obedience gets me in deeper bethany already got in front of me on it (laughs) salvation is free but obedience is expensive but what you receive on that
0: no man can put a price tag on that and can we pull up actually psalms uh, 19 starting in 7 i'm just going to read it from here um this after working through all this i got a fresh revelation i pray that
1: just we are all able to receive it today Psalms 19, 7, and we're going to go to 11. Um, having that obedience, watch, I'll turn and then it'll come up, okay. Um, having that obedience, got it, okay. Having that obedience, because sometimes I would read these psalms like, the law of the
0: Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. I'm like, I don't know if I've read Leviticus and be like, my soul is so refreshed. Um, uh, Admit it. The statue of the Lord are trustworthy, making the wise simple. That, for sure, right? But as I worked through this sermon, I started to realize, man, oh, man, are there things, and I don't mean this in a religious way at all, but there are things where he, he is a good father, says, don't do that. I'm going to guide you in this. I'm going to set something out, and it's going to bless your life. And I got two kids. I understand Theodore, you keep running with those scissors. These two, um, like it's not going to be a great life, bud. Um, let's keep reading. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. Statues, statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making the wise simple. Eight, the precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. Oh man, that's a cool image. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous.
1: Let's do 10 and 11. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter
0: than honey. I'll remind you this is Old Testament before the full revelation of Jesus and saying, your laws are more precious than gold. They're sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. We'll close it at 11. By them your servant is warned. In keeping them,
1: there is great reward. Woo! So I want to keep them because there is great reward. Now, even better, I tricked you a little bit. The sacrifice, the reward, it, I, I already kind of said it earlier. There's also the sacrifice he gave. Blew my mind this week. I'd really not never thought about it before, but I can't think
0: of another time or instance where the King, the Leader, God,
1: humbled Himself and said, "No, no, 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 you don't die for this. I'll die for this." And His reward is relationship with you. He wants that so bad, right? I talked about it, my son,
0: he still poops in diapers, he screams for no reason, he gets really hangry, he can now open the fridge, Um, uh, we lost uh, 10 out of 12 eggs the other day because he didn't realize the heaviness of them, he just wanted
1: eggs, Um, almost lost the milk the other day because he didn't realize a full gallon is heavier than less so, he does all these things. But I look at him and say, I don't care. I just want to be with him. I, there's nothing greater than just reading a book to him, then enjoying his company, then watch him imitate his older sister and do silly things, then to dance. The joy that comes from that. If you're not catching the picture, that's exactly the way God feels about you. You can break a dozen eggs. You can
0: spill milk. Thank you, son, for being prophetic. Those stories are not made up. He really did break eggs and spill milk. You can do those things in your life. You can have messages. It doesn't matter. Let's clean them up, and I just want to sit with you.
1: I just want relationship with you. One of my all-time favorite worship songs by Brian and Katie Torwalt,
0: it's called He is Faithful. And the best part, everybody that knows it, the best part's right at the end. It kind of ends on the bridge, actually. He has paid the highest
1: price. He has proven his great love for us. We will praise him with our lives and proclaim our love for him. I sincerely hope Everybody who heard me today, everybody who's watched
0: online or will watch this in the future, let you know that I, my heart in this completely is not to come at this from a religious standpoint or you should
1: or you shouldn't, but from a place of you really only have so many options. And trust me, that God option's way better. And even if
0: you fall from the wayside of it, he can get you right back on. And even if you run for years, Elmer hit it, you're not going to escape him. Once the mark's on you, it's too late. And you've been in this church for worship, it's too late. You already know too much. Um, So so just
1: let Tom give you some books. Let people pray over you. And it's going to be amazing. Amen? Let me
0: pray over you. Heavenly Father, thank you for all your blessings which do not cease. Help us each and every one with the power of the Holy Spirit to recognize any idols we have in our lives, anything that would even just keep us from a little time with you, anything that would be distractions from you. And God, not that we would lose joy and fellowship, but only that we would make sure that you are our priority, that we are listening for your voice in everything we do, and that we can enjoy your company even while playing sports, going for a jog, driving the car, it doesn't matter. Thank you that your presence is there. And Lord, if there are ideals, if there are broken things in us, if we have bitterness in our hearts that are causing us to think without reason, logic, or to think anti-God, remove those ideals, Holy Spirit, and put in kingdom ideals. Get us in your word to be solid, to think about those such, those such things like Paul wrote. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank y'all. I'm going to invite the altar team to come up. We are ending ending six minutes early. It's a Hill Country miracle. Um, (laughs) So if you need prayer for anything at all, the altar team will be up here to pray. Um, My wife might have to run and go get our kids, but I'll be standing at the back door. If you haven't met any of our pastoral team, you can come meet me. Our senior pastor, Sim Elizabeth Darnell, will be
1: back next week. Uh, Have a blessed week.